Welcome to From the Outside Looking In with your hosts Patrick Bannis and Andy Leoskos. Come on in. All right, everybody. All right. Welcome back. Welcome back once again to the show that's all about booty, booty, butt cheeks, booty, booty, butt cheeks. Whoa. Well, I'm going in hot. Just kidding. It's not about booty, booty, butt cheeks. Uh, I don't know. It, it, we talk about the boondocks. It could be. If cartoon. you like that, we could talk about hey, it. How, you know what? Do you remember what the strip club was called in the cartoon boondocks? I don't. House of Cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Whatever. Welcome to From the Outside Looking In, the show about everything, the show about nothing, the show about booty, booty, butt cheeks, which is also the song from Boondocks. Uh, but no, you know the deal. We talk about comic books. We talk about cartoons. Sometimes we talk about cartoons in the intro of the show. We talk about sports. We talk about nerd culture from a non-nerdy perspective or non-nerd culture from a nerdy perspective. You know the deal. Unless this is your first time here. Uh, I'd like to start off first uh, by welcoming uh, the co-host to, to this, as always, the uh, seals to my croft, Mr. Hey, Patrick Bannis. You got it right. I like that. Yeah, yeah. I forgot to say that I'm Andy Liascos, but I, I, I feel like we start every show with a correction, and I think it's <laughs> it's important to start this show with, a, with a, a correction. We always talk about all 12 of you listeners out there, right? But doing some research, there might be like 40 or 50 of you, and so if there are, wow... For the wow, for all of our bots on SoundCloud, yeah, like whoever you those bots are, I'm gonna give you a Christopher two Christopher Walken wows, wow, wow. It's <laughs> <laughs> my best Christopher Walken. I apologize. Anyways, I digress. Welcome all 12 humans and 50 bots listening to us right now to From the Outside Looking In. Uh, Pat, it's only been a week since last we spoke, right? Which is crazy. Are we gonna? Wow! Wow! (laughs) I don't know why it's that funny, but it is. Uh, We're on a roll. I know. Well, thanks for stopping by, everybody. It's been a great show. We talked about booty butt cheeks. We talked about Chris Fogg going, wow. For all you flappers out there, we're yeah. out of here. Yeah, no, for sure. Pat, what's been going on, bud? How's your week been? Uh, not bad. Quiet. Uh, pretty quiet. Um, good news for you. Yeah. You oh. are now the proud owner of not one, not two, not three, but 17 Hellblazer comics. Whoa, we won that auction. All of the auctions. Nice. 17. Nice. They're actually probably in the mail nice. by now. Yeah, I, uh, real good it, stuff. And what's great is, like, because we bid low, I owe you, like, 30 bucks. Yeah, yeah. It's basically <laughs> yeah. like it's like yeah. a scotch under 30 for, like, yeah. 17 comics getting shipped to your house. That's That's awesome. Ah, uh, let's go, Internet. Sometimes you just you, you tickle my heartstrings, Internet. You really, really do. You really did it. that's one of the times. You know, uh, last time we spoke, uh, uh, we, we, we had a lot of hot topics. 
Uh, one of the things I didn't get a chance to talk about, and I just want to give a shout out. When I was uh, I was uh, back home in Chicago a few weeks ago, and I uh, was staying at my dad's uh, with the family. Big Papu. And, uh, big Papu, the Big Papu. Uh, uh, shout out to Screaming Monkey Comics. Uh, in Munster, Indiana, right on the border of Wentworth, uh, it's on Ridge and Went, like on the border of Lansing, Illinois, where my dad lives. Um, so, Screaming Monkey Comics, uh, it's a new comic book store over there. Uh, we did go. I went with my eight-year-old daughters, first time taking them to a comic book store, and they both got a graphic novel uh, for them to read. So, you know, it was really cool going into the comic book store with them and, and sharing that sort of interest. What do they get? What do they get? Oh man! Um, so he had like a kids section. They're into like spooky stuff. Uh, one of them was uh, it was called the School for Extraterrestrial Girls. Yeah, right. Okay. And I think I think the other one was maybe it was like my best friend's a ghost or something like that. Okay. Um, yeah, so uh, interesting, and they're both going to read them. They like to read things together, so, you know, and like I said, uh, they're into spooky things. We've been watching a uh, series of unfortunate events on Netflix, which is actually really fantastic. I, if you got kids, if you don't got kids, the show's worth watching, to be honest with you. It's pretty damn good. Yeah, it's pretty damn Neil Patrick Harris does a good job. I oh, like cool. Neil Patrick Harris's uh, interpretation of Count Olaf maybe better than Jim Carrey's. Um, Whoa. But yeah. Whoa, big words. But yeah, shout out to Screaming Monkey Comic Books in uh, Munster, Indiana. Nice little store. Uh, you know, nice mom and pop shop. Uh, Love a lot, it. A lot of back issues. A lot of back issues. Really well organized back issues. Oh, you didn't get uh, at me about this? You know, I was there briefly. I was there with the kids, so I didn't really get to, right. to dig and hunt. Uh, but next time I go back, I'm definitely going to do some more digging and hunting, go on my own. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Just long box after long box of back issues. It was great. All like separated by like not in alphabetical order. My man went, I'm going to do alphabetical order, all DC titles, alphabetical order, all Marvel titles, mm. alphabetical order. All indie titles. Uh, chef's kiss. Chef's kiss to chef's that guy. Kiss. Yeah, I was like, good for you, bud. Good Way for to you. stay on top. I love it. Yeah, yeah. So, but that was it. Uh, just wanted to give them a shout out. Uh, Pat, what's been going on with you today, bud? We're this week or whatever. Hey, uh, you remember that Justice League Dark movie that was supposed to be a thing? Guillermo Tormo, right? Or Guillermo yep. Tormo. Pepperidge Farm remembers. Pepperidge Farm remembers. Yeah, Guillermo del Toro was attached to this like back in 2015, like six years ago, and um, uh, he, I guess he got, I guess he came off the project, even though we talked about it a lot. Um, Doug Liman, who was the director of Swingers and mm. The Born Identity, he left the Gambit project to come onto this project, and the, then he, the, the John uh, Favreau, uh, Vince Vaughn Swingers, yeah. Wow, okay. Well, he wow, was, that... I think he might have been, um, was he a director or was he a writer or a producer? He was, he was some, he was some, one of those roles, one of those important roles anyway. Um, he, he, he left the Gambit project to come to the Justice League Dark project. Then he left the project after the script got totally rewritten. Um, last year, HBO Max, um, through Warner Brothers got, 
they set aside a one hour TV and maybe a movie spot for JJ Abrams Bad Robot Studios. Yeah, but right, right. it's still in development, the seventh level of development hell now that it's been six years. But um, as a combo, you got to try this. Uh, Super Void Simi- Cinema, Super Void Cinema on uh, YouTube has some really, really good in depth um, research into some of these projects that never happen. Um, and they had a fantastic. Uh, they had a fantastic video on this project. It was probably like 45 minutes long, and about halfway through it, um, you actually get like a full script breakdown from uh, Michael Giglio, 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 whatever. Uh, he wrote a script, and so you get this full breakdown of how the movie was going to break out, who was going to be in it, um, how the, the how everything was going to go. Um, I don't remember who the. I'm trying to remember who the. Oh. Um, the is it the phosphorus man is that a guy is that a thing phosphorus man i i don't know fluorescent man I, I um there I was hope, i hope there's somebody named the phosphorus man yeah you know I mean? there th- this was a big bad and the big bad um uh started to plant seeds that then sprouted and vines and things started to take over cities hmm. and um i forget what was going to happen but i think feel like they were going to open a I feel like they're gonna open a, open a portal and let a demon come out or something wild. No, I don't that know, seems crazy. like that's that's Justice League dark type um, stuff, right? Oh yeah, yeah. And then yeah, there's you know I don't know I don't remember Phosphorus Man specifically. I do remember the Rhinoceros. The Rhinoceros. The Rhinoceros and the Hip Hopopotamus. Yes, Rhinoceros has flows that glow like phosphorus popping off the top of this esophagus. So, <laughs> yes, dude, yes, yes, that is it. We're done here. Thanks for coming yeah, yeah, out. I mean, I, I, we, and on a high note, always leave, yeah. leave them wanting more, right? Yeah. That's what they say. And I feel like that was a home run right there. Right, yeah. But sorry, I, I digress. <laughs> um, it was, there was a lot of good um, John Constantine and um, Zatanna and getting Swamp Thing involved. And um, did you ever finish that CW uh, show, Swamp Thing show? I did. Okay, I never did. I did. I, did, I did like four episodes, and then I kind of just fizzled. It's setting up pretty well for the second season, and the second season is going to have. Oh man, I'm really, I'm really. There was another. Yeah, I I got it. I I really got to figure out what that guy's name was. That character. Um, I it might even be the same character. Um, they were setting up to have uh, Swamp Thing against another Swampish character from the comic series, and I, I, I can't. Maybe I can bring this up fast enough, but I don't know if I can. Um, but he was. I'm trying to remember. Did he like get captured by this guy, and they took out some of his organs at the end? It, it got. It got pretty. It got pretty cool. I got pretty wild, and but then also ultimately, the, like this is where like um, Swamp Thing has that revelation, like he did in the very first issues of the um, Alan Moore run of the Alan Moore run, yeah, right. where he thought he was still a man, but then he realized he, he he just wasn't a man. He was a plant essentially that had the you know 
the conscience of a the man. consciousness yeah. of a man. Yes. Um, and so it created like this really great, um, that's really when he becomes like the guardian of the green. Right. You know what I mean, like, yeah, yeah. Right. So that was so. So, yeah, it was it was definitely worth finishing up. Um, I, I think that there I, I don't know if they I'm pretty sure you're going to get a second season of it because they set up for it. Um, I don't know, though, uh, but we'll see. Yeah, definitely worth checking out. Um, I liked it. But so they, they go through this. Um, they go through this whole storyboard of how the whole show goes and you know how or i'm sorry how how the whole movie goes how it ends um how john constantine allegedly sacrifices himself to like you know to save everything but then later on um you know there's like a i don't know if it's a post credits but i think there was like allegedly going to be like a post credits where he and um i think it's dead man yeah um boston brand they yep. they meet again and he's like yo i'm getting the band back together like you know so nice. it was it's totally worthwhile i mean uh some of the stuff i've seen super void cinema do um and we'll touch on this in later episodes stuff about different batman movies stuff about fantastic four movies that never came out uh stuff about um iron man like you know like some of these projects had been in development for years and years until they finally got off the ground um some of the um some different Spider-Man projects. Like there was a Spider-Man movie project that had been in the works since like the 90s, like the early nineties, um, just because the rights had been sold. And so it was just so wild to, you know, kind of see and to like hear about how these, how these properties get handed down and get bungled. And, you know, they go from, uh, script to script and it's they, like the uh, it's like the Nicolas Cage Superman. Yeah, exactly, yeah. The exactly. The legend again, that's of the a, Nicolas Cage Superman. An amazing, uh, an amazing documentary that's totally worth watching. <clears throat> oh yeah, yeah. No, that that's called what? Super Void Cinema. Super Void Cinema. Yeah. Yeah. yeah check them out on YouTube. Out. Um, really good stuff. Um, definitely, definitely worth checking out. Um, some of the some of the some of the videos are like up to an hour but i guarantee it's worth it if you're into this stuff like we are like it's totally worth it like um unfortunately i find myself like pulling away from what i'm doing to like check out what because the, they show like you know like i said for this they were showing like you know almost like storyboards and stuff like you That's see awesome. like people That's had actually awesome. done yeah. storyboard art um and so they were showing some of the storyboard art um so it's pretty 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 intense that's yeah. That's that's straight cool. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna just uh, just real quick again. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna fire off another correction. Uh-oh. Uh Just w- while we uh, that that original verse uh, I I credited to the rhinoceros right. That's actually the hip hopopotamus's verse. Hip hopopotamus. Yeah. The, the rhinoceros. They they call me the rhinoceros not because I'm fat, not because I got birds on my back, but because I'm horny. I'm horny. That's that was the rhinoceros. So <laughs> I, I don't want to disrespect uh, uh, the hip hopopotamus or the rhinoceros back in New Zealand where they invented rap. Yeah. Uh, another 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 thing. I just I, I'm just uh, I'm just understanding right now. Um, it looks like I don't understand how. Um, well, I do understand how. So Swamp Thing got so Swamp Thing got canceled. Uh, yeah. Let's say it got canceled. 
Um, yeah. The original episode run was supposed to be 13 episodes. Then it got cut down to 10 episodes. Um, then, like, right after the first episode aired, apparently the whole thing got canceled. Um, more than likely, the reason for this is them starting to shift properties over to um, HBO Max because DC, a lot of the DC Universe stuff is in HBO Max. So yeah, right. it's it's more than likely that they're just winding down a lot of these properties that are on TV, these DC properties, outside of things like, you know, Legends of Tomorrow and maybe the Flash series. Um, and maybe, the you know, probably the new Superman, the lowest thing. But they're winding down some of the stuff probably because they want Swamp Thing for the DC Universe on HBO Max. I mean, I I would like to think that I really hope that DC, uh, the DC EU, right, like gets a little better. Like, so the Swamp Thing, the few episodes that I saw were really good. They were done really well. Oh yeah. Uh, the the Constantine show, while not great, was still pretty damn good with Matt Ryan. Right, canceled after you know one shortened season. Um, and, and we talked uh, about we talked about this before. That season on NBC, they never got the support of the network that they deserve. No, no, no. And that's the whole thing, right? Like I feel like these these titles, which were actually really good shows, you know, good stories, good acting. Uh, you, you could even say like AMC's Preacher. You know what I mean? Like I feel like you know Preacher ran for four seasons. They were pretty great seasons. You know what I mean? Like uh, I feel like. Those titles, those Vertigo, you know, DC Black Label, like those sort of, you know, darker titles work out really well uh, compared to some of the gritty superhero stories that DC tries to force down our throat. You know what right. I mean? Like, don't be the MCU because you're not the MCU. Like, well, some of I, some of the stuff is some of the stuff is dark, right? Justice League Dark, Dark, Swamp Thing, Dark, Constantine, right. kind of dark, yeah, um, no, so but also sure. it doesn't yeah. have to be. Um, Superman, I don't think some of the Superman properties didn't need to be as dark as they were, but they some of them included Batman, and so of course they you know made those yeah, darker than I, they probably needed. I, I to be. feel like I feel like the uh, you know like the, like say the Christopher Nolan Batman series, right? Which was you know probably. I don't know, at least my favorite run in the DCU as far as, like, trilogy or series of films goes, sure, right? Sure, sure. Uh, like, you know, like, that's definitely dark, you know what I mean? But it's not unnecessarily dark because it's it's Batman. It's the Dark Knight. Like, there is an element of, of dark to that, you know what I mean? I feel like they really tried to jam that into Suicide Squad. They didn't need to be, right? And they made a bunch of other issues, you know, there's... We well, can go on to Suicide Squad all day. All I'm saying is, you know, everything doesn't have to be superheroes, DC. Yeah, you know I mean, it's like the Titans TV show. You know what I mean? Like, there's an element of, like, you know what I mean? Like, Titans Go on Cartoon Network is fucking hilarious and great. Yes, and I would, I would rather see that than an overly dramatic Titans title. You know what I mean? I, like, I, I, you I could balance the two. You could balance the two. I sure. liked. I liked it. I still do like the Titan show, and I'm really excited for uh, for season three. That's going to probably have the Joker. And it, you know, if we're to if you know things are to be believed, there will probably be a death in the family. Um, you know, we will probably right. get the Joker killing. Um, you know, Jason Robin Todd, the Jason right. Todd Robin, which would be which is fine to a degree, but. I like that show. It was dark because some of the characters have troubled backstories, right? Yeah, and and I think that's okay. But I think sometimes DC goes really far into the melodrama, which is, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, 
Yeah, well, it's like, not. I mean, the the cartoon is hammy and comedic because it's a cartoon mm, and it can yeah, be. I do, and it, I do love that. And yeah. I love it and it works and it's great. But the show is, you know, it's teenage superheroes, some of which don't often some of, you know, half of this group doesn't actually have superpowers and they're trying to, you know, do the right well, thing. I mean, and they, is it re- is it really half or is it just Robin? Uh, Hawk and Dub, right. Hawk and Dub don't have superpowers. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. You know, prior to the end of season two, I mean, most of season one, they don't have Starfire, right? So you don't have this, you know, this cosmic powered alien. Half of season three, half of season two, excuse me, you don't have Connor Kent in the group, so you don't right. have like this, you know, over Superman type, Superman type yeah, character. Right, right, right. So yep. it's it's a bunch of these characters, and they're dealing with. They're dealing with getting out of the shadow of their counterparts, right? Robin's getting out of the shadow of Batman. Wonder Girl's getting out of the shadow of Wonder Woman. Aqualad's getting out of the shadow of Aquaman, and I can go on. And and so it, they're trying to find their place in the world, and they're trying to grow up. Rob, Robin Nightwing is trying to become—he's trying to take that next step and become a leader, Sure. And he, you know, a lot of this is about him being a, you know, being a leader and, and, and trying to, trying to be that hero that he, everyone thinks that he can be. And so, you know, to that degree, and then there are dark turns. I mean, like, yeah. um, yep. uh, Did, what is it? Hawk, Hawk become Hawk's Hawk falls back into like drug addiction. I mean, that's, that's heavy. I mean, that's not. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure it is. Yeah. So I, yeah. I, I, I can see why it's going to be a dark ish. Uh, series and plus third season with a with any proper Joker is going to be darker. Like it's going yeah, to... and I th- I think it's o- that's okay, right? Like as long as you don't take the melodramatic aspect to it. Like so, like with you know t- uh, Teen Titans Go, right? Like it's hammy, but it's supposed to be hammy. With Jared Leto's performance as the Joker in Suicide Squad, it's hammy and it's not supposed to be hammy, right? Like, there's like there's like an element, you know, like that's that's the that's the 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 fine line that sometimes the DCEU walks. Sometimes, so like I don't I don't know if you watched Gotham when it when not it was all on of it. Fox, I Gotham was fantastic, and but it, that's it, a lot of do- that's. Pretty. It's very dark, but it's also very hammy, right? Like they sort of, they sort of embraced it. They never took themselves overly serious. You know, like like uh, the penguin. Yeah. There was there was a lot of like tongue in cheek type stuff within Gotham that made it okay. You know, like much much more bearable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, mean, I guess sometimes I just have a hard time getting over Jared Leto's performance. In, in Jared, in Jared Leto's defense. He's also like what the sixth actor to play the Joker. I'm yeah. trying to think of how many. I mean, you know, he what I, I'm trying to think of Cesar Romero, um, Nicholson. Uh, um, In film, I think he was the fourth, right? It's you know, like it's Cesar Romero, it's Jack Nicholson, then it's Heath Ledger, Heath hard Le- act yeah. to follow, right? And fourth. then Jared Leto, yeah. yeah. So you know, and he's also trying to carve out his own. Um, he's trying to carve out his own version, and I feel like some of this is, um, yeah. And it was it was a pretty shitty interpretation. You know who fucking knocked it out of the park though? Joaquin Phoenix. Like he fucking crushed it as the Joker. I wouldn't know. 
You did, oh my god. I know, I know. I still have, I still have watched it's, Joker. Uh, I know. What the fuck are you doing, bud? That's have, that's arguably the best film in the DC. You know how hard it is to find like two two and a half hours to sit down and it's watch a movie on right HBO now? HBO Max. You pro I, I don't I I feel like you've probably watched the Snyder cut of Justice League. And it's like 18 hours long. Not yet. I thought we were going to do that. I thought we were going to do that to, at, at one point oh, and then God. talk. I, I still want to do it. But, man, that's like five fucking hours. Yeah, that's, that's like the long. thing. That's like, a, it's not too hours. I wouldn't saw the I wouldn't saw Joker in the theaters. Yeah. Uh, yeah I mean, like, I was like, I'm in on this movie for sure. Yeah. I'll get around to it. Because here's the thing. Uh, it's, its, uh, own, it's its own property. It still doesn't have a tie into anything yet. Um, yeah, I know. And I, so I it's like, like it's, it it's like a that. one-off. Yeah, but it's a it's a it's a one-off. So there's no rush for me to see it because it's not. I'm, they're not going to release a property that be like, oh crap, I, I totally missed. I now I need to catch up. Yeah, I don't but have I to feel catch like, up. I can do it whenever. I, I I feel like if you if you if you saw it, you would not be defending Jared Leto's Joker Joker on the internet. Right I'm now, not trying to. Right? I'm not trying to. Def- I'm just trying to say like there are hard acts to follow. And that I think he's trash. he's, he's trying so to create bad. his uh, he's trying to create his own version. And I think the his version is I feel like some of it is rooted in some of the newer. Uh, it's not it's not the death in the family, but there was a it's the it's a something in the family story arc where the one where he takes his he takes his face off in yeah, the comics. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's not death of the family. No, that's a, yeah. That's not death in the family. That's death, death of, of the family. family. Yes, right. Yeah. So, so like, I feel like he's trying to get into that one where you see like that really skinny Joker, and he's got like the yeah. No, I, know, mean, so I, I feel like there was some visual. Yeah, but that Joker wasn't like uh, uh, that. Joker was insane, right? Like he was insane, and there was like there was a there was a there was an element of just like you know like fucking craziness, like Jared Leto's joker never seems insane or dangerous he just seems annoyingly unhinged you know what i mean like i think like there's there is a um certain aspect of psychopath that is the joker Mm -hmm. right and jared leto hit the tropes of that but nothing of substance within yeah okay that's fine i mean that's fine like and that's like you know what I mean. Like it's like it's like when you see like you know like uh, you know, like a, a two year old wearing a Johnny Cash shirt, and you're like, you don't fucking know Johnny Cash, you poser, right? And that's like that's Jared Leto, Leto's Joker. Like you don't fucking know the Joker. Yeah, you I mean, poser. it's it's incredibly difficult to portray a villain with a, a character with such a long and storied and psychotic history. I, I mean, it, it's challenging, right? Yeah. I, I so let me say that I think Jared Leto is a talented fucking actor. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. And and as challenging it as it is, Jack Nicholson knocked it out of the fucking park. Heath Ledger knocked it out of the fucking park. Those are very different versions, though. They're all yeah, very I, different types of Joaquin versions. Phoenix knocked it out of the park. Different types to, of versions. To a certain extent, Cesar Romero knocked it out of the fucking oh, park. hundred percent. And anyone yeah. that says otherwise, I will stab in the parking lot. Yeah, no, he was fucking great, right? Like there, there's a, an element of just fucking kookiness and insanity to Cesar Romero's Joker, and it's a pleasure to watch. Suicide Joker is difficult to watch. It's like, oh, this fucking guy again. This yeah. fucking well, guy again. You know yeah, what sure. I mean? Like, 
It was, I mean, that movie in general was difficult to watch. Will Smith, you know, he was all right. So then, so as a follow-up, are you going to see the new Suicide Squad? I mean, I have HBO Max. Yeah, right. So you're you're just going to watch it at home. as well, yeah. I I watched Wonder Woman 1984. I made it through that. I can make it through this. I'm carving out time to, like, go see Black Widow in the theater probably this weekend or or Monday or something because it's, like, $7. Yeah, it's like, I might, for $7, I will absolutely go see it in a theater. I'm just going to wait till October when it's free. No, I'm not going to do it at home, though. I, I don't want to do it at home. I'm going to, I want right. to, you know, I want to see this stuff in theaters. I'm never going to a theater again, to be honest. It's going to take something special to get me out and go into a theater. You know what I mean? Well, you're not going to see, actually, nothing, nothing right. Oh, you're not going to see Doctor Strange in the theater? I don't know. Maybe not. That's 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 a weak argument. That's terrible. Yeah, no, I I mean, kind of a fan like, are you? It's uh, like it's gonna take like a Star Wars movie to get me back in the theater. Oh my God, we're never gonna get a good one of those. I mean, jeez. Uh, well, yeah, no, that, I it, I didn't say it needed to be a good Star Wars movie. As I needed, I saw all fucking Star Wars movies in the theater, every single one except for Solo. I was so mad at the Last Jedi. I did not go see Solo, which totally wasn't fair. as bad. Which wasn't uh, as bad. Spider-Man, I'm going to see in the theater. Doctor Strange, I'm going to see in the theater. Um, Black Widow, I'm going to see in the theater. Nah. The Eternals, I'm not going to see in the theater. Nah. Uh, Shang-Chi, I'm not really sure. Shang-Chi, isn't that a show? Isn't that a show on Disney Plus? No, that's a movie. That's a movie. Is it really? All right. All right. Shang-Chi's going to be a movie. I don't think that's going to be a Disney Plus premiere movie. I feel like it'll just be on Disney Plus, okay. and you can watch that shit for free. Um, yeah, I don't. Yeah, uh, uh, Black Widow. Nope. Doctor Strange. Nope. Spider Man. Nope. Uh, Carnage. Nope. Uh, yeah, we just uh, we just plugged the we just plugged that Carnage trailer. What do you think yeah. about that? Yeah, I mean, I, I I like Woody Harrelson. I didn't really care for the Venom movie. You know what I mean? Like it right. was okay. It wasn't that good though. Right. Um. I you know like I like Tom Hardy. Um, but yeah, and and like aspects of it were decent, right? You know what I mean? But you know, um, the CGI wasn't that great, and some of it was corny. You know, so. Yeah, I I. I, I that's what I'm torn on. I, I don't know if I'll see that in the theater or not because I don't know if I care about it that much. Yeah, no, um, for sure I don't. Yeah, yeah. I de- definitely don't. But I, I mean, <laughs> I definitely don't care about. I it mean, that we'll much. see. I mean, at the rate we're going, you know, at the rate we're going, we're gonna, we're gonna have to wear like, you know, gas masks to the theaters again. Fucking because... body condoms and shit because people can't follow fucking simple rules. Like, if you're not vaccinated, wear a fucking mask, you fucking douchebag shit. So I, you know, and but also when I looked at, when I looked at the, um, when I looked at the reservations for like Monday, nobody's there. I'm like, this is, this is perfect for me. Nobody's in yeah. the theater. So you can yeah. tell me I can go to an empty theater and watch this movie for $7. Like I'm that's, I, I would, I would probably do that. You See? know what I mean? Like, you know, like, but I would go like to a matinee show. Right. And like, you know, and like be the only person there. If that was the case, I'd get a little popcorn. I'd be the only person there. Blah, 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 blah. Sure. If I thought I could sneak out of work for like three, three and a half hours to go to the theater, watch that movie and then come back and then just work a longer day. Yeah. I I mean, I probably could, but I I feel like I would rather just, you know, I I feel like I can go go at like 630 
totally fine. No big deal. So, right. Yeah. I, I just, you know, like, so like the whole thing with COVID and all that, like, like I didn't like going in a lot of places with people to begin with. Like I'm, you know, I was trying to explain to people like I'm a bubble person to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. You know I mean, yeah. Like I, I will, uh, I will hearken back to you know the time we went and saw Cole Keith at Kung Fu Necktie with friend of the Kung Fu Kung Fu Necktie with friend of the show Vaz. My personal bubble was bo- broken in a way that I don't even want to talk about. That I don't think I'm ever gonna get over. Right. So like that was difficult <laughs> for me. You know? <laughs> I think I thought Boz was breaking personal bubbles then that night too. Ah, I don't. Yeah, no. True for story. Sure. Shouts to yeah. Boz. Yeah, shouts to Boz. Yeah. Oh yeah. I I talked to uh, uh, Sweet Lou and he's down for coming in for for the uh, episode of controversy, so that we discussed on the last. Show. Okay. Uh, we'll have to carve out some time for that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I can figure out when to get into t- get you know get your way for it. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, worst case scenario, like we could do this. He could be in the room with me, and you could be, you know, FaceTiming. You have room uh, in there for him. I would, I would go out to the. Middle. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I wouldn't do it in the control room. No. Okay, okay. Yeah, we're sorted. We'll sort it. I'm, I'm sorry. Again, again, back to that whole like personal bubble thing. Like yeah. you know, like two Greek dudes in this room. It's gonna be, it's gonna be tight. <laughs> it's gonna be too tight for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, if I don't, if I don't carve out time in the next like two or three weeks i'm not going to be able to get home until like mid to late september at the earliest because they're sure now i'm starting to hit my like i'm starting to hit my vacation time um where i have so much carved out for vacations over the next you know end of august early september so you should come in the uh, weekend of august 21st i know i know i'm really i'm really i really haven't committed to anything out here for that weekend yet it's it's you know it's annoying uh eve quite a bit but i, I haven't um committed to anything there yet so um yeah yeah i'm still i'm still i'm still pretty open for that i've got uh bring bring eve with you yeah i mean uh she has so there's there's a thing like she's committed she's committed to something she's committed to something sunday at like noon and so that mm. that makes okay. it that All makes right. it yeah, like really a, difficult. So that's a tight schedule. That's a tight yeah. schedule after a long night of of bears having hearts. Yeah. So um, so we'll see what's happening. I, I I you know I'm I'm upbeat. I'm upbeat. Yeah. We're also competing, I guess, with uh, Dead and Co. That night. Oh, uh, like uh, yeah. They're down in um. They're down at the um. What are they in Camden? Are they at the um? No, no. They're at um. Um. They're at the uh, the arena. Yeah, because yeah, I got a, I got a, I got an invite from them. Is it is it the first Union Center? Is that is that what it is still? I think I think that's yeah. I, think I, it's I, I never Union know Center, if they yeah. they always sell the naming rights. But I got a um, I got an email from them that was like, hey, do you want to do you want to buy us? Do you want to rent a suite for Dead and Company? I'm like, no, no. I don't. No. Yeah, a couple of people were like, "Oh, I, I, I got tickets for Dead and Co. that night." I'm like, "Oh yeah, they got uh, new music coming out, Dead and Co." They, uh... no, they don't, huh? It's like the same show you probably saw them when they played ten years ago or whatever. I, I, mean, I was never, I, I was never a Grateful Dead fan, so I, you know, like for me, it's hard to understand. Yeah, that. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm there, like I'm, I'm in that dead peripheral, right? I'm in yeah. that periphery, right, but right. like, and I was actually talking to a friend of mine last weekend who was in town. Um, we were talking about it last weekend and like who from the Grateful Dead is still in that band? 
I don't I was, really know. I, I don't think anybody is, right? Uh, like, I, I disagree. Mean, I think Bob Weir, who's one of the original yeah, um, Bob, guitarists. Bob, yeah, is Bob Weir alive? Like, I have yeah, no Bob, idea. Oh, yeah, Bob Weir's still alive. He's, he's, okay. he's in it. Okay. And then it's like John Mayer and then some other people. I don't know if one of the two original drummers, who I believe are both alive, uh, Bill Kreutzmann and Mickey Hart, I think they're both still alive. I don't okay. think, I don't know if one or both of them are involved. I know that Phil Lesh, who was the original bass player, I think I'm, I'm, Almost a hundred percent certain he stopped touring years ago. Um, he stopped. He stopped doing this stuff years ago. And then I just, I just don't know who else it is. So it's like, it's just like a vehicle for like John Mayer, and I just don't care. Right. Yeah. I was never that huge of a John Mayer fan to begin with, even as a guitar player. So I'll be honest. If you're like, if you're ditching out on like, you know, a local band to go see John Mayer, you know, cover the Grateful Dead, like shame on you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. 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 I mean, like, I'll accept it. You know what I mean? Like, because like I, I, I try to, I, I try to look at it like this. Like, although I don't understand it, you know what I mean? Like, if you're a huge Grateful Dead fan, I guess you know what I mean. Like, if Oasis was doing a reunion tour, like, I'd probably be in pretty hard on an but Oasis reunion. That's like tour. saying. If if Oasis, but was that would doing... be the that would be the actual band Oasis, right? Like I wouldn't go see like like right. If it's like if it's like Noel, play with but like then four like different, not even Noel, right? Because right. like Noel is like the Jerry Garcia of the group, right? Like, okay, it's so like, it's Liam, and then yeah, it, I don't even know if it's Liam, right? Like I would say like Bob Weir is probably like like Jem. Right, like nobody even knows who Jam is, right? But like, like he was the other guitar player in Oasis, right? right? Like it's it's like it's him. You know but what I mean? the, the like, Gallagher's are the most recognizable. So I'm thinking like if you have one Gallagher and then you have like, um, name any British musician that I could just plug in right now. Oh, but you know, like I would go see like if if like if Noel Gallagher was like like I'm doing a tour, we're doing all Oasis stuff, and it's me and Paul Weller from like the Jam or something. I'd be in on that. I would be like, fuck yes, I'm doing that. You know what I mean? Yeah, but but name but name it name like a more mediocre one that you wouldn't see normally if he was solo. Like it's like it's like Liam and see, but like if it was like Liam and Johnny Marr, I would go do I would do yeah. that too. I'd be like, that's fucking amazing. Nah, I'm thinking about like that. what's that redheaded dude that that redheaded British dude that everybody loves that soulless ginger dude. Ed, Ed, Ed Sheeran. What if it's Ed Sheeran and if, if it's Jem and Ed Sheeran? <laughs> it's like Jem and Ed Sheeran <laughs> and Bonehead on right? drums. Like yeah, what if it's yeah, that? Yeah. Would you then go to see that? I probably not. See, probably this is not. what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, right. Yeah. So like we were talking my 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 buddy was in town with his his sons last weekend and we went to the Phillies Pirates game Saturday, went to the local uh Pittsburgh Riverhound soccer game uh I'm sorry, went to the Phillies game Friday, went to the Riverhounds game Saturday, walked around the city a couple of times, did checked out some stuff, and he was listening to a dead station while we were tailgating and and I brought up he's like this is one of those things that I should have listened to you and actually listened to this kind of this music. It's just pretty chill. It's pretty chill. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's just jammy. It's just chill. And he's like, I should have listened to you years ago and gotten into this years ago. And I'm like, well, you know, I'm right about some things, I guess, you know. But yeah, right, um, right, right. But then we were talking about, I was like, I, I can't, I couldn't possibly see myself seeing John Mayer. So like, forget all that. But yeah, I mean, yeah, again, John Mayer, great guitar player, though, for real. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. No. Like, yeah. But yeah, but I digress. So there's that going on. So a couple of people can't make it. Shouts to them. I think like one person was going with their dad, so you know, I respect that, you know. Yeah, it's cool. Dad, you know. 
Yeah, so shouts to them and but whatever. Uh, you know, the Bears Bears show it's gonna be good anyway. It's gonna be a good time. Vaz will be there. That's always you know always fun. Uh, yeah, who's the th- who's the third band? Uh, it's a ba- it's a band. Um, I, I listened to them a little bit, not too much. Uh, the opening band is a band uh, from the area called Fall Awake, and uh, they're pretty decent. Okay. Uh, they're pretty good. They're really good. I don't mean to say like pretty decent. They were good. Yeah, I like. I didn't listen to a lot of their stuff. I need to, but yeah, Fall Awake. Um, seemed like cool dudes. Let's uh, let's, let's talk do, about uh, let's uh, do a mixed media mixed, moment. Mixed media, yeah, for let's sure. Do that. Talking about movies, books, books and books TV and shows. An eight-track oh player and a laser disc. Ooh, yeah, let's do that. I'm working on my rhymes, man. Yeah, no, an eight-track player and a laser disc. That's like that's like back-level lyrics. That's right really there, good. You know what I mean, yeah. Yeah, well, you like brought you 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 brought the hip-hop the hip-hopopotamus into the mix, and I'm like, I'm feeling it now. Yeah, no, for sure, for <laughs> sure. That's great. This is the this is the inspiration we needed. Right. So let's wrap about um, our favorite god of evil, mischief. God of mischief. God not of mischief. necessarily evil. Not necessarily evil. Uh, our, our favorite guy, Loki. Uh, Disney Plus, six episodes. We finished yeah. this a long time ago. We just haven't had a chance to talk about it. Um, you know, uh, Tom Hiddleston uh, reprises his role as Loki, uh, yeah. and he and his variants, uh, you know, take their escapades throughout the time stream. Um, yes. and there's a lot of fun setup for stuff. Um, so yeah. Uh, where do we go from here? What do we say? I, you know what? I thought the show was absolutely fantastic, right? Like, uh, Tom Hellston is awesome. I love him as an actor. Uh, man, I didn't know how much I was really going to like having Owen Wilson in the MCU, but I loved ha- having Owen Wilson in the MCU. Uh, some of the stuff that happened in the show, like I wasn't really familiar with the TVA in comic book land. Like that's one. You, of those I, I don't know if you even would be, to be honest. Would you? Be? I don't think they. I don't think they were in there, right? I don't believe that they are. No, but really cool concept. The TVA is like the time time variant authority. authority. Yeah. yeah. So basically, you know, in order to keep peace throughout the multiverse, good way to also really kind of solidify and introduce the multiverse here, right? Right. Uh, uh, the TVA uh, stops any variants uh, from a predetermined timeline. So a series of events has to happen throughout history. Right. And if anything uh, starts to go awry and that could be as simple as on this day, you wound up showing late to work. Right. And but you were supposed but- to be early. But you were supposed to be early. Right. The TVA would come out and, and, and prune that different branch of time, right? Which means they would basically destroy it so that only the pure timeline existed, yeah, and this, only the correct one. This goes back to Avengers Endgame where um, the Hulk goes to see Doctor Strange who was then... Um, not, it, was, it wasn't Doctor Strange, but who was... Um, oh my gosh, what was her name? She was the... Master of the Mystic Arts at that point in time. This oh, is, the ancient one. The ancient was she. She was the ancient one, wasn't she? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Till Till the Swinton. Till the Swinton. Yeah, she was the ancient so, one. Yep. This goes back to that explanation where she and and Bruce Banner have this conversation about how time splits and how it creates new timelines and how it creates these branches, um, which I thought was a, it's good. They're at least they're consistent with it, and so I, I like that they continued right. on with that. Um, 
they they show a lot of different um, <clears throat> different branches off, right? And 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 all of this starts from like Endgame, where you know they go back, they go to get the gems. Loki steals the you know something goes awry. That, that was that wasn't even Endgame. That, that was like that was Avengers one, right? That's the first Avengers movie where Loki has the tesseract. But this is so in in Avengers 1 Loki gets successfully handed off in Avengers Endgame when they go back in time to get the infinity stones so that oh, they yeah, can he escapes he, he escapes, escapes. so right, right, this right. is where you know when he leaves when he steals the tesseract and leaves this is what happens this is where this is where he's picked up right, right. he's he's immediately picked up um and then you know he he's immediately taken to court and he's immediately tried um and the 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 repartee between owen wilson and tom hiddleston is fantastic in this yes yeah so owen wilson's character is a a uh you know basically like cop or detective for the tva right and he's hunting down another variant and this variant is killing tva people and hiding out and and evading capture from the tva and like the tva is sort of this all powerful thing right like so even loki when he's first attempting to like escape the tva which seems like a very like sort of 80s mundane bureaucratic office right. right and you know and like he's like he's you know they they have the tesseract like they took it from him right so he like he's thinking like uh if i can find where they kept this the tesseract like i can i can use it and do whatever i want right and then he gets the tesseract and then he's like fumbling through like this drawer that they put it in right like they don't even care right they just have it in some random junk drawer it, it right? wasn't just it wasn't just any random junk drawer <laughs> there were like a half a dozen infinity stones in this drunk the whole drawer. like a complete sets right. of the infinity stones and he was like what he's like oh yeah we got a bunch of those like a lot of guys use them as paperweights yeah i mean and he's like it just doesn't work there yeah, right. So no no magic or anything works inside the TVA and then Loki's like is this the most powerful thing in the universe? And the guy was like uh yeah, I guess. Like I yeah, I mean like cuz that guy was cause great. It, yeah, that guy was fantastic. It just because, like, you know, like, Loki was looking for the Infinity Stones because, you know, he's going to fuck it up with the Infinity Stones. They were just like, yeah, we we got a lot of those laying around. A lot of the guys use them as paperweights. Yeah, that, that <laughs> I thought was, like, really funny. Um, so, anyways, Loki uh, eventually, you know, starts working with the TVA to hunt down this variant. And they explain to him that the variant that they are hunting is indeed a Loki variant. Right now, I thought uh, we were going to get a, a hint at a big bad of Mephisto uh, during the first episode or so. A lot of, right? lot of chatter to that. A lot, lot of chatter of that. Right. Like so um, uh, they're they're like in like, you know, 15th century France or something. Right. And like, you know, uh, yeah, Owen Wilson's character, uh, whose name is Mobius uh, B. Mobius. Yes. Mobius. What B. Mobius. the yeah, right, right. Good, good on you, Marvel. I'm sorry, Mobius M. Mobius. Yes, 
So Mobius asks this kid, you know, like, who did this? And this kid points to uh, a stained glass window of the devil. And it's like, oh, shit, we're going to get Mephisto. Because, you know, Mephisto is the closest character I think there is in the Marvel Universe to at least looking like the historical devil, the red and horns and all that, you know? Uh, that That is uh, Mephisto's look. Um, and... Um, yeah, but you know, it turns out it's actually Loki, and he's pointing to the you know the headband of horns, right? Yeah. So this is they go through this, <clears throat> then he finds after a little while they go to this what is it a Roxxon store, which is basically like a big Walmart. Yeah, yeah. And a, yeah. you know, they finally find this variant who had been stealing all of the little um, their little cell phones, which are actually like little time gadgets, and had set up this big, you know, trap or whatever. Yep. And like they meet, it's it's Sylvie. It's a female variant of Loki. A female variant of Loki. Yeah. Um, very different. Um, yeah, uh, what happens? She, I, I don't know who the actress is that plays Sylvie, but she's fantastic as well, right? So, so Loki finds that it's uh, this female variant of of, of Loki, right? And you know, he kind of goes through um, whatever when they finally get to the super warm. We we find out that she's basically hiding in extinction level events right mm-hmm. natural disasters like you know the 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 destruction of pompeii things like that right because no matter what happens there if it's right or wrong right the timeline co- corrects itself because everybody in that scenario dies right right so you can you can be there and not belong in that particular time but it's cool because the timeline's going to work itself out so any sort of variance sylvie being at the you know, the 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 uh, explosion of mount vesuvio at, at pompeii right like it doesn't matter because and and, and loki figures dies. this out like loki figures this out and that's one of the reasons that they you know find her and figure this out but then when they find her she escapes and Loki goes after her. And they're like, yes. no, don't do it, yes. don't do it. And he does. And they actually go back to the TVA headquarters. And I think they, this is when I think they try to find the timekeepers, but they get attacked and Loki, fa- Loki likes, like sweeps them off to this other extinction level event. That causes yes, like yes. I don't know I almost went it's almost it's like, like a, it, it's like a MacGuffin it, to a degree yeah because it's like it's a, it's a planet like crashing into another planet and she's like out of all of them why would you bring us here right you know I mean like yeah because like the, the like a planet is facing impending doom right like yeah. it's not like just a city or a country or something where you can kind of get away from it you know what i mean like and the uh the time portal thing that they have breaks so they're shit out of luck as far as like you know escaping and doing something different but this is like this is good this goes back to that theme of where like you know loki has always had trouble with kind of always messing up like he's always not the hero he's always making mistakes he's never doing the right thing per se um never making the right choices or whatever so you know they they split 
they have moments where they talk. This is like the character development phase where they're trying to figure yeah, out like, yeah. why are you doing what you're doing? And and then this is where Sophie, uh, Sylvia, I'm sorry, Sylvie reveals that like all the TVA people are actually variants themselves. Right. They're, they're, or they're people create, from Earth. Right. They're not created by the timekeepers specifically. Right. They are variants. There are versions of them. And that's how she's able to manipulate them is by accessing their memories that have been blocked and like, you know, start learning things from them and stuff, which is. Yeah. So that becomes really cool because now the TVA becomes something a little bit more sinister. Right. Uh, and not not quite as wholesome as it was before. Um so, you know, we won't give you all the details, right, uh, every single episode, but eventually we sort of get to this showdown between uh, Sylvie and Loki, right, um, who are, you know, forming a relationship, which Owen Wilson, you know, kind of points out that you are the only person, you know, uh, narcissistic enough to, like, fall in love with yourself, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, is, Yeah, which is, which is great, right? Uh, and so they go to see the Time Creepers, Turns out the timekeepers are just robots. They're not even real. They're just like, you know, whatever. They're not the real thing. Uh, the head of the TVA still feels that whatever whatever the lie was is for the greater good. So she's still like 100% in on serving the TVA. But Mophius, Mo- Mo- Morbi- Mobius, uh, he's sort of... He's sort of out on it now, right? Like he's more into to uh, helping Loki or whatever. So she prunes him, which means she basically kills him, right? And then not Loki... before not before Mobius himself is also pruned. Yes, yeah, Mobius. Yeah, that's why I said she prunes him, being right. him being Mobius, right? And then basically Loki gets pruned, and then he finds out that pruning is not really like the end. That just takes you to like this kind of void world, right? Where he is met by, which is probably my favorite episode. Oh where yeah, he is for sure. Met by a slew of other Lokis, right? Yeah, and this it's, is it's this is the fun part because there's there's a there's a kid Loki. Who is that? So, you know, there's there's a kid Loki who's there because he actually killed Thor. Yes. And so that yes. is like. And he's king of like these variant Loki. void, because, right? Yeah, right. Then there's uh, like a. Um, uh, there's there's this there's a this black uh, super muscular Loki and he's like yeah. all boastful and stuff. And then there's Richard E. Grant, who's a, he's a really good character actor. Um, he yeah. is like the classic o- Loki, who is he like is in amazing. the Avengers One uniform, yeah, the, like the yellow and green, where it's like he's got stuff. It's got the jester's cowl. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's it's great. The it's best great. The, the best part I liked about this is when they go down into the the shelter, like they go down that hatch into the shelter. Um, they go down underground, and in a jar you see. Um, this you see a little frog in a jar, and I think it says like T three sixty five, and there's a hammer that he's trying to reach at. Yeah. I immediately knew what this was when I saw it, and I had to double check it because I thought it was awesome. Um, issue three sixty five, Thor's issue three sixty five. There is a uh, there's a frog Thor. His name is Throg. Um. That's amazing. That is amazing. In this show, the show was really good at hitting a lot of different, yes. you know, Easter eggs. Like it was fantastic. So, and, in, yeah, go ahead. In um, <clears throat> in deleted scenes that never happened, they, they were either never recorded and were supposed to, or they were recorded and never happened. Um, Frog Thor, Throg, 
was supposed to be in a fight scene with Loki in episode one. And mm. Throg was supposed to be voiced by Chris Helmsworth. So oh my God. That, so it would be like been amazing. A, that been a amazing. literal frog sized Thor beating Loki's ass. Yeah, that would have been great. That would have so been really, really good. So we missed out on that. So I was a little, it was a little disappointing. But while they're in the void, like, you know, they're talking about, well, you know, there's this weird monstrous cloud and the cloud, like, take, you know, and kills he, everything. Like, e- eats people or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, so the... Then uh, President Loki shows up. So, yeah. like, then there's this battle of all the Lokis. All the Lokis. And what's great is every Loki betrays the other Loki. So, like, there's sort of a, a Loki army versus a Loki army, but they all just start betraying each other, right? So, like, it's really every Loki for oh, themselves. I totally forgot. Alligator Loki. Yeah, alligator Loki. There's an alligator Loki. And, and I also saw on Amazon you can buy a pair of Crocs with the Loki crown. <laughs> which is great. Which is great. Uh, so uh, Sylvie figures out that, you know, in order to uh, get to whatever's beyond this void, which is where who controls this, you have to go and like, you know, th- defeat this monster some way or another. Right. And she's going to meld with it. Like and so her and Loki, you know, basically uh, she kind of tells him how to do it. Right. It's a power that he should have as well, because they are both Lokis. At right. The they should day, do right? enchant. They should both be able to enchant stuff. Yeah. Right. So uh, old school Loki, uh, he, he really great character in this right he's he's sort of like you know uh, i think it's the fall of loki to def- depend on the knife too much right because all the lokis have the 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 knife that they go to for fighting he's like illusion is where it's at so he builds this awesome huge illusion huge illusional city right and the monster's like trying to eat it but it keeps like he keeps on like you know just going through it because it's this gigantic illusion that loki has created and then like finally he can't hold it anymore and he goes down and then sill and and loki are able to enchant this monster right, right and then get beyond the void but it's also where like so he in in the void you start to see the loki's actually become more selfless right so kid yes. loki and alligator loki and classic loki they help they help our loki we'll call him our loki they help yes. him escape uh and then when it comes time to like try and fight this giant thing um you see this classic loki he sacrifices himself so you start to see the loki character the like, humanity the human- yeah, like it, the turn you start to see this yes. coming yes so and which is really great right like it's really it's really oh, yeah. cool and um so they get past the void and they get to basically the end of time which is where the person that controls everything is at right and the person that controls everything uh has basically known that they're going to get here and he's very excited to meet them because up till a certain point he gets he crosses what he calls the barrier and this is the part of time where he doesn't know what's going to happen he doesn't know he offers basically both loki's to go back and rule the tva right and he will continue to do what he does behind the scenes right and he uh the the way that he came to power was he is a a scientist from wherever in the future right and he discovered the multiverse and then it was different versions of him that started universe versus universal wars where things were destroyed and and blown up right so he came up with the tva as a way to 
not have the timeline vary, right? So that right. all of these other multiverses would not be created. And that's right. how it's the peace has been kept because there hasn't been this multiverse war, war right? Yeah, they, so, they, the, the funny thing is, so they call him, he, he is, it's he who remains. He who remains. At the end what, of yeah. time, yeah. Yeah. And so he, you know, he shows that he's, he's, you know, incredibly powerful and he is completely adept at wielding time. Like you see them, you know, they try to attack him at first and he just is easily like, like he knows what they're going to do and he just dodges it. And then he's like, all right, then he's got to explain it to them. Yeah. Right. Right. Yep. So like you see it like. And this is uh, He Who Remains is played by Jonathan Majors. Um, yep. Jonathan Majors was in uh, Lovecraft Country. So was um, one of the actresses, um, I think, Hunter, Hunter, TVA Hunter B-15. Was, oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Yep. Wunmi Musaku, I, I'm going to, I probably butchered that. But she was one of the main characters, just like Jonathan Majors was in Lovecraft Country. So it was cool to yep. see them back together. Um, yes. So this is where you start to see, like, for those of us who are expecting this, you start to see the uh, backstory of the conqueror. Some might yes. call me. A, some might call me a conqueror. So I love that they beat around the bush here. This is really good that they do this. It's um, that they don't. Oh, yeah. So it's it's definitely a big bad, right? And it's definitely Kang, right? It's like, definitely I, Kang. No, I mean, there's 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 no doubt. And I think you and I had a conversation, and like. Um, there is an Easter egg that reveals that, without a doubt, a hundred percent, it is King the Conqueror. Like, not only uh, do I think they call him, he calls himself King at one point, maybe not the Conqueror, but I think he does call himself King. Not only is he wearing a homage to the classic the, the purple classic and green, classic purple with the yeah, yeah, purple and green King the Conqueror. So. Basically, at this point, Kang doesn't know what's going to happen. They cross the barrier. Loki and uh, Sylvie are either going to accept his offer, go back and rule the TVA. Time continues to exist as it is. The timeline stays pure, right? Or Sylvie is going to plunge a dagger into his heart. He won't be able to, now that he doesn't know what's going to happen, he can't use time to get out of the way. But even if she does, he'll be back because time is going to repeat itself right and the branches are going to prune and he can't promise which version of him is going to come back right so sylvie cannot stop herself she kills kang she kills him boom 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 she uh before that she pushes loki through one of the time doors right her and loki but fight before that her and her and Loki get into it, get into the fight. They start arguing. She's like, "You just want to rule, have a, have a world to rule," and he's like, "It's not about that. It's about, it's about what is worse than this." Right. Like, I understand somebody controlling time and controlling everything is bad, right? But what what is it that is worse than this? Yeah. That we could be releasing onto the universe, right? Then he, they share a kiss. They do. And there's trickery. Yes, because Loki, right? Yeah. So yeah. So then she pushes him basically through the time portal thingy. He goes back to the TVA, right? And she kills Kang, right? So he who remains no longer remains. 
And then uh, Loki is running around the TVA trying to find uh, something, you know, where to go, how, how to find the file on this and, and get to wherever he runs across Mobius. He's like, you know, he, she, you, know, you could see that the timelines are going crazy. Branches are going everywhere. Red lights are going off. And, and Loki is like, Mobius, we need to do this. And he's like, you're an analyst, right? Like, that's who you are? Like, so he doesn't remember Loki. He does not have this close personal relationship with them. And herein lies the Easter egg of all Easter eggs. Oh, yeah, yeah. The and statue. He, the statue. The statue is 100% Kang the Conqueror. Yeah. It is the full helmet. It is everything. So we see at this point that not only has time repeated itself, at this point, Kang the Conqueror Well, I mean, conquered. you know, here's the question, like, has it repeated itself or has he been trans has he been transported back to a, a different timeline? Right, right. So right. it could be that he's in a different multiverse and a different timeline, but whichever one the TVA is controlled by Kang the Conqueror. Right. And not just by he who remains, right? So this is this is the uh, I think the official introduction of Kang the Conqueror. Oh yeah, so there is um there is definitely going to be another Kang, right? So another Kang sighting. So funny. I would I would assume it's probably in Doctor Strange's Multiverse of Madness, right? No, not not necessarily. So I'll get to that. So um, so one of uh, we'll cover this because you know we'll we'll do a quick future imperfect about Doctor Strange and then we'll double back. Um, one of the plot leaks that I have heard uh, about Doctor Strange is that the big bad of the Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness is going to be Shumagorath, who is an ancient, beyonder-looking, yep. um, uh, Lovecraftian, Lord of Chaos, super powerful. Um, yeah. It's more than likely that he is going to be chasing America Chavez. America Chavez is going to use a portal to get into our timeline. Um more than likely, Shumagorath's champion is going to be Nightmare, and so you'll probably see Nightmare. So this is the that'll be that'll be awesome. Yeah. Be so awesome this is that. what I'm. This is my understanding of what Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness is going to be, and it'll obviously have Scarlet Witch and some other stuff in it. Yep. In the most recent entertainment magazine that I just read, that has Shang Chi on the cover. Mm, really awesome they yeah. go through um they go through the rest of um uh what do we call it whatever this what do we call this phase four i'm sorry they go yeah. they, they go through the phase four stuff in uh ant-man and the wasp quantumania they are very explicit that they will meet kang Okay. Yeah. So, I, I did. I did hear that Kang was going to be in the next Ant Man so movie. I assume that. So. I mean, I would not be surprised at all if we see him in some of these other movies. But it sounds like it's going to be very explicit that he'll be in uh, Quantum Mania, which is you know what you you know what you would expect. So um, yeah, but. Yeah, uh, I mean, pretty excellent. Um, really fun. I, yeah, yeah. I thought I thought the show was great, and I think again, uh, Marvel just knocks it out of the park. Like again, it it balanced like being serious, having a darker element to it as well, right? But uh, also just having fun, not being afraid to poke fun of yourself, having Owen Wilson in there fucking chef's kiss i love owen wilson and he was fantastic being owen wilson you mm -hmm. know what i mean like yep. um yeah yeah the uh, sets the sets and the costumes were fantastic the way they, they set up this big 
organization on this planet and then they go to these other planets some of which we've never the void some of these yeah. other planets we've never yeah. been to they they are very different very you know purple skies whatever so i really yeah. like that they were very like um, production production elements were fantastic high quality very high quality yes, yes. yeah so i agree yep fucking two thumbs up i would give it um, I, I feel like this has been the best uh, Marvel show so far, and I'm like, I'm like, you know, like I thought uh, WandaVision was really good. Um, I, I also liked uh, Captain America and the Winter Soldier. You know, what I mean, like I thought those were both really good shows. I'm like eight five on Loki. Yeah, like, like, I, I thought, like eight out of ten. I really, yeah, I really like I this. Thought, yeah, I thought it was really good. It was really entertaining. I looked forward to watching it every week. Yep. You know what I mean? Like so uh and that's that's always something, right? Like like with WandaVision, I think I like I sort of binge watched it, right? Until I caught up with it and maybe saw the last episode oh, okay. the day it came out. Right, right. But like Loki, I was like, Oh, it's Friday, I get to watch Loki. You know what I mean? Like I thought or Wednesday. It was on a Wednesday. Great release night as well, Wednesdays, right? So um yeah. I, I thought it was great. I thought yeah, it was I feel like I would have liked to have I mean, I feel like um WandaVision might have been a little better had they been able to get all the episodes recorded, right? Because I know that yeah. there was a lot of stuff they wanted to do. So I feel like that would have been a little bit more fun to have, like, a really long slow burn, like, not a slow burner, but a really long ending uh, set of episodes. Um, so you miss, like, an episode or two, whatever, no big deal. So, um, you know, you win some, you lose some. But, yeah, this was – I thought this was what really I, good. What I also thought was really, really great was uh, at the end of the last episode, uh, it did confirm Loki will return for season two. So, like, uh, I'm glad there's going to be a season two. That show is really great. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if there are there is still more stuff. Like, I assume that season two will be like probably like a phase five thing. And then, you know, then we'll start to get into like, you know, are we going to have an overarching are we going to have an overarching like Avenger style movie where Kang is the big bad? Like, or are we going to get right, something right. else? Like, how are we going to tie this up? Now you're starting to see him in, you're going to see him in this. You you might see him in the multiverse of madness. You might see him in, you know, quantum mania. Um, right. At what point do we kind of really go to war with all the Kangs? And, and, and we're assuming that Kang, the conqueror is the next big bad, right? Like the next Thanos level bad, but he, Theoretically, maybe it could he could not be. You know well, there I mean? in 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 the in canon, there are there are there are stories or there are um, backstories where the Kangs will either work together, where like different Kangs from different multiverse from different multiverses will like join together, and or they will like backstab each other. Yeah. Right, so like, right. you know, you never know. Like, it could be something where like the Kangs take each other out, and then it's like, okay. Yeah, so I mean, it, it could be the next uh, next Thanos level villain, but also now that you have like you know the X Men and mutants involved, right? Like we could see a X Men Apocalypse movie done right. You know what I mean? Like you could see uh, something like that within the MCU. So pretty excited to see what happens, right? Um, but it was really cool seeing Kang, uh, and I, yeah, again, I, I thought this series was excellent. Quick Definitely side go note. watch it. Um, yeah. I got to think about this where I'm at. We could still see Mr. Sinister. It's all I'm really hoping for. <laughs> uh, somebody, one of the directors from Quantumania suggested that. Is it this one? One of the variants, either the one that's in Loki or the one that's in Ant-Man and Wasp Quantumania is not Kang. It is a variant, but it's not Kang. I don't know what okay. that's meant to mean necessarily because they're all Kang. 
Yeah, right, right. right? Even a variant is Even Kang. a variant of a, Kang is Kang. Yeah, a variant of Loki is still Loki. Right. So like yeah, I mean, in Loki, this is a variant of Kang called He Who Remains. Yes, right. So yep. but it's still it's still Kang. We still got yeah, what we want. Yeah, it's not it's not technically Kang the Conqueror. It's a different Kang, right? Uh but yes, there could be uh, a multitude of of kings within the multiverse, right? That's oh, yeah. hence the multiverse, right? So I don't know. I, again, I thought it was great. I, I'm looking forward to everything that they got going on. Um, but I think that's about all the time we have for today. Uh, thanks for stopping by. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for talking to us for a little bit. Um, you know, again, drop us a line. Hopefully pretty soon we'll have Sweet Lou in the studio with us and we'll do a little something. Uh, but until then, you know, again, thanks for stopping by. I am Andy Liascos. I'm this still Patrick. I'm the variant of Patrick Banus. The variant of Patrick Banus. And we just want to remind you, uh, everybody, that myself and Pat, uh, our rhymes are so potent that in this small segment, we've made all of the lady listeners pregnant. Thanks for stopping by. Deuces. Deuces.